Hello, and welcome to your show, Fruit for Your Soul. Thank you for joining me. I'm your spiritual life coach, Cardelia Reed. Essentially, what that means is it's just a fancy term for ministry. However, you will get inspiration. You will have a spiritual experience, even if you're not spiritual. I do believe that life coaching is so popular these days, and I think it's a real catchy title because of the popularity of it. What's not as popular is the spiritual part. However, I do believe it's important to connect the two. We have to tap into what's really going on with you, which means if you want to uproot a tree and change it, you got to hit it from the root, right? As we do with your problems. Um, So uh, just a little bit about myself, and I say this in every episode, um, I grew up as a child all the way into adulthood. I had a lot of spiritual warfare that I was thrusted into uh, from my birth, and that was a lot of the demonic kind of experiences and attacks, and even that was on one side of the family from what I understand, and this is all what the Holy Spirit gave me. From the other side of the family, what my parents and what my mom would say is that her mother could see things and was always things about death, and I tell you, it scared me literally half to death as a child. Now, as I got older and started walking in my spiritual walk, I understood it vividly, and the Holy Spirit turned so much around in my life, and one of the things that um, liberated me was telling my story. So you will see me interviewing a lot of people on YouTube and I love it when people tell their story because the testimony simply means that it's only a matter of time before the same thing happens to you. It frees the other person and also it it just lets the world know that you're not the only one going through what other people go through as well. All right. So I want you to know that it is time to break free. And I know that sounds really good and dandy, but I really want you to break free. And what that essentially means is it's time to break free of the thoughts that's holding you captive in your mind. Now, Proverbs 23, 7 says, as a man thinketh, so is he. And I know you've heard that before. Um, Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. Now, I'm going to give you a perfect example of that verse in just a second. But before I do, I want to set up the stage for you. Okay. We essentially are what our thoughts are telling us. We act them out daily. We don't realize we do this, but essentially in the air, you have a lot of things going on there that we don't see a lot of spiritual warfare. And, um, because of that it's so easy to think negative, Um, But we have to be intentional about fighting off the negative thoughts. And that does not come easy. If it was easy, everybody would do it, right? So let's just see this. I want you to picture, if you will, um, people in their mind are thinking certain things about life. And naturally they'll think, well, I have a sickness and gosh, I hope it doesn't get better. Oh, I'm sorry. I hope it doesn't get worse. They essentially want to get better, but they, they're scared. They're really scared that it's going to get worse. So literally our thoughts are telling us it's a potential is going to get worse. And we start acting out our fears, whether we're lashing out at other people, where we're kind of jealous of someone else that's healthier or what was perceived to be healthier. But we kind of act these things out in a very inconsistent manner. Uh, another thing could be if someone is, is jealous of someone else because they think that their lives are just so bad and they see someone else's life. This is a a great example. They see someone else's life. Like for example, um, when you are at the grocery store and you see tabloids about celebrities 
how quick are you to think the worst of what the magazine is saying about that person? Most people think the worst, which is why the magazine is selling because it's in demand. Um, I, I, it's amazing to me how many years those certain tabloids have been out, but at the end of the day, people are buying it because people want to see the drama and they want to believe the worst because their lives, they really do feel like their lives are just so un- un- not perfect. And when you see the imperfection in other people's lives, it almost gives you a self-gratification. And that is scary. And that is inconsistent. But that's exactly what makes the world go round. So I promise to give you an example, but I'm still setting up the stage for you. A couple of biblical things I want you to know is that how do you know a tree? You know a tree based on the fruit that it bears, correct? So at the end of the day, a good tree bears good fruit and a bad tree bears bad fruit. There's no switching them up. And remember, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Okay, so think about that for yourself and for others. And the last little cliche I want to tell you. Now, those other two things were from the Bible. I'm going to give you those references very soon towards the end. But I want you to really get this. But the last thing is when the person shows you who they are, believe them. So even if you didn't buy into all the spiritual things coming from the Bible, you know, when you, once you see a person's actions, it is what it is. Correct. Well, at the end of the day, remember, all of that starts with a thought, whether it's from the other person or whether it's a thought that you choose to believe with someone else or the thoughts you're going to intentionally break about yourself. Whether it's the bad thoughts that you want to abort or the actions that come out of those thoughts. Or if it's the things you're speaking yourself about other people's lives negatively. All right. So just recently, literally just recently, I think this is um, one of the, the hurts I've had for this year. And I it was a huge lesson I had to learn. So it's something I know this is why the Holy Spirit allowed it to take place in my life. Just re- um, recently, I had a dinner with a couple. My husband and I had dinner with a couple. And this couple invited us over. Now, now that I look back on it, I know that the motivation behind going over to dinner was not for the best. Uh, now that I think about it spiritually, now what the Holy Spirit tells me. But one of the things that I have to always take into account, which I'm not consciously aware of, as a woman in ministry, I see people for who they are. I see the best in people, and I just love people. I'm an extrovert. So I don't really care if it's a woman or a man. I just love talking to people. However, uh, sometimes when I meet men, their wives or their girlfriends <laughs> think a whole lot differently. And I don't think that way either. I, it's not that I'm so naive to that. It's just one of those things where, hey, I don't think about that. And my actions speak for themselves. My words speak for themselves. And out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth speaks as well. So I am not um, obsolete to that. That is a part of who I am. And I'm aware of that. So we're at dinner at this couple's house and um, what came out was very disheartening in the conversation. As the conversation went on throughout dinner, it came out to me very obviously that this man's girlfriend was pretty jealous of me and I didn't see it coming. Now, here's the thing. 
sometimes you're not going to see everything. God is not going to show you everything because he wants you to learn. He wants you to learn why you're in a situation that you asked, that I talked to the Holy Spirit about before I did it. No, I didn't. And this is one of those things where I thought it was okay because I had met this guy and me, him and I had been talking spiritually in the past. So I really just thought it was okay. But it's so essential to be discerning and to consult with God on everything that you do, even when you're thinking that you're doing it. When one thing slips by, something slips up and puts you into mind of it. So I want you to know that I'm at a point in my life where I can sense jealousy 20,000 miles away. So when it shows this ugly head, it is what it is. And one of those reasons, because when you have a, I just told you I was born a certain way. And from a very early stage in life, I want to say my teenage years, the enemy came at me very aggressively with jealousy. And it was very blatant with a lot of people. I went to high school with kids and adults. And you can imagine a teenage girl trying to find herself in life. But the jealousy that came towards me was horrific. And um, at the same time, I, I had great people in my life. I don't want you to think it was a lost cause, but I learned a lot about jealousy then. So that's one thing that I know the enemy can never pull me down with in the conversation. That's one thing I know for sure. So I wanted to kind of set the tone so you can understand that this is not a speculation here. <laughs> it rears its ugly head. It is what it is. And, you know, I was a little disappointed in her. Um, I know she's not perfect. However, um, the kicker came this way, though. So once we started talking more, I decided that once I realized what was going on, that I'm going to pick and choose what I say going forth. I'm going to state, you know, maybe a few statements here, a few statements there. I'm going to get a little, you know, just be more observing, not talk a lot. And um, in that conversation, I was killing her with kindness. It was absolutely nothing she could say or do about me that um, that would be um, a fact. It had to be subjective, in other words. So as it went on. And we ended up leaving that night. One of the things the Holy Spirit told me when I left out the door was that not only was she jealous of you, because she kind of proved that she made it very clear at the end to me that she was. She didn't say it directly. It was a little bit more blatant indirectly. And I don't want to get into the specific example, um, but I will say this. The Holy Spirit said, well, when you left, not only is she very jealous but she wanted to make sure he thought ill of you in the process. And that was very unfortunate because I never, um, you know, from my heart, I just really like these people very, very well. And um, at the end of the day, um, I think this is one of those situations where it took me probably about three days to get over how I felt like I placed myself into a vulnerable situation. But now that I go back and look at it, I think, well, you know, it's something that was probably a little obvious, but once again, the motivations were not there. So this is what I decided to do. I decided that I was going to say a prayer in the supernatural. And what I said was, I freeze every arrow, demonic bullet or dart coming in my direction to tear me down, to hinder me, to cause a lack of peace or joy in my life. Anything that's not of God, I freeze that and direct it back at the enemy in the name of Jesus. That was my exact prayer. And that along with several others, but that was one of the um, the most important ones for this example. So literally, the next day after I said that prayer, I kid you not, because I was trying to decide what was I going to do about my relationship with this particular person. And I can't even say it was a friendship. It was just an acquaintance kind of a thing. The next day I was on the phone with him and my husband 
and we were discussing things about business. And one of the, the, the words that he actually used in the conversation was, Cordelia, we may have to place something on pause because of X. And I'm thinking, did he just use the word pause? He actually did. We're going to have to pause something. I'm thinking, well, thank you, Jesus, because once that's placed on pause, which we will do because of the prayer that I created, because remember, I said, I freeze anything from the enemy in my direction and send it right back to the enemy. Um, and he said it in a manner of as if he couldn't or didn't want to, but he had to. I'm thinking, well, that's even better. That really worked out. So here's my point. As a man thinketh, I'm going to go back. So is he. And give me just a second. I want to pull this verse. Uh, as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, says he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. That's from Proverbs 23, 7. So at the end of the day, in that example, you can see that um, literally um, this guy was not, didn't have the best motivation. It was probably more about money. And that was one of the reasons why we were invited over. And one of the things I left out was once after the Holy Spirit told me that um, literally she was trying to turn me down. He believed, he did believe her. The next day, one of the reasons why I was having such, such a tough time with it, he showed me that in the way he was responding to text messages or not responding. He was very distant and I could feel that energy coming from that direction. It was just so unfortunate. So saying that prayer was really important, just as I said in all of my podcasts, if you want to see a supernatural response, you got to pray it in the supernatural. You got to pray it in the spiritually. Because the truth is, we're all in the natural in our flesh, but we don't have to be in the natural all the time. Just as the Bible says, even though we are not in the world, we don't have to be of the world. So that's really important. Now, the best thing about praying things in the supernatural and getting the supernatural response, it's not a doggone thing the enemy can do about it. Because the enemy is using all kinds of supernatural demonic forces against you. You've got to go right back and utilize your supernatural angelic forces that God have. that are much more powerful than the enemy against him. So let's go back. Let's take this all the way back. It is time to break free. And I want you to understand if you are thinking negatively or if you are in a situation that's negative, you need to decide what are you going to do? Are you going to continue to let it play its course? Because one thing I can promise you about negative words that soon come out and negative actions that take place, we already know that it's not in your good. I'll give you another example. Um, this, we're going to still think about that verse in mind, Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinketh, so is he. And I was actually out at dinner again with several females this time. And in this conversation, I'm going to tell you all of these spirit, these, uh, these females are Christian and they are consciously are believers in Christ. Now, once again, all of us are imperfect, including myself. And I'm very well aware of that. So by no means am I pointing a finger. I just want to use this as an illustration. One of the females started talking about a specific group of people who she felt was sinning. And just as sure as she said that in my mind, I'm quiet. And I'm thinking, well, if she's thinking that, then immediately she's having a lot of insecurities about herself. 
and it was very obvious to me that she had insecurities about herself. She wore her insecurities on her shoulders. Whenever you're giving birth to a lot of those thoughts, because apparently that's roaming around in your head all the time. If you're going to start just talking about, you know, I've got to taint. We've been having such a great time and a great conversation. Now I've got to taint this and start talking about people and their sinning. Guess what? You've just shown everybody. Not only are you not aware to ward off your negative thoughts, but you're highly insecure about yourself. And usually there's someone like me around that's observing a lot. That's, you know, they may not be saying much. I do talk a lot, but this particular conversation, I didn't say much. But um, if you observe and you're saying, wow, you know, it's very unfortunate that um, this person thinks that little of herself because she is using, um, she's not thinking outside the box on like there's a whole world out there. And at the end of the day, she's imperfect. So are we. And at the same time, she was calling out someone else's insecurities. I saw hers and the Holy Spirit kept giving me more of hers. It's not that I was listening for it or looking for it, but she just really needed to stop talking at some point. So what I decided to do was um, someone came to me and, you know, at the table and said, hey, what do you think? And my thought was, I think that Jesus loves all of us unconditionally, unconditionally. So we are challenged with loving others the exact same way. And that's what we're supposed to do as Christians and believers. And they were astonished in the conversation. When we say that people don't know what to do, because you'd be surprised at how people don't hear that every day. But the truth is that has to be pasted in our hearts. Always add kindness and positivity to a conversation that has gone negative. Because what you're doing, you're showing that person, whoever uh, gave birth to those ideas, you're showing them, hey, I cannot be defeated by that. I'm not going to let the atmosphere be defeated. You're taking back the atmosphere. And, and you're telling that person, hey, someone has to be the example. Someone has to be the example. Time to break free. T- time to break free. Never lose a moment in the conversation or a situation to um, add something to it and to understand what you can learn from that. So you break free from the negative thoughts. You break free from the negative words. You break free from the negative actions. Have you ever heard the saying that small minds talk about people, average minds talk about events or places or things, and great minds talk about ideas? So I'm going to take that a step further spiritually so if you are talking about people with small minds what is the motivation behind talking about other people I can promise you um, especially being females because females just naturally get together and, and I have no idea why somehow some way the enemy sneaks in the conversation and something about somebody else is going to start coming out now unless we are building someone else up Unless we have good things to break up the enemy in the atmosphere, it's always best to keep your mouth closed or say something positive or interject with something positive about the person or the situation. So where is the motivation coming from? I got a little hint for you. It's not God. Okay. (laughs) Also, if you, you know, average minds, I, I, I don't understand this whole this whole thing of, you know, if you're saying you're, you're having average mind, I, I don't believe Jesus makes small or average minds. Jesus only makes great minds. He only makes great things happen. I mean, Jesus is about love, peace, comfort, and joy. And if you're in a situation that's not creating love, peace, comfort, and joy, then guess what? It's small or it's average. And you've got to find a way to be intentional to rise above that. Now, I'm going to go back to the example that I gave you earlier about the um, the guy and his girlfriend. 
Um, yes, I think I said it was disheartening. And yes, she was actually older because what happened was it actually, I think the enemy kind of got in this situation because not only was the motivation not good, but it snuck in because I thought that we were there for good intentions. Um, that was the purpose of our being there that kind of turned sour. It wasn't knowingly sour, but I knew that. And that was the Holy, what the Holy Spirit gave me. Now, obviously, you know, that's a situation where that has to be broken up. But at the end of the day, um, love, peace, comfort, and joy, when you think about the Holy Spirit, one thing I liked about this particular guy, and it's so easy to get called up in people, he had a lot of joy in his life. When he talked, he had a lot of joy. And I knew that um, he had a lot of good things to say and to add to the world spiritually. However, the person that he was with lacked a lot of peace. And you bring the two of those together, they end up neutralizing somehow the atmosphere and continue to bring it down because the enemy gets in there some kind of way. And um, you have to always be aware of those situations. God gives his gifts. He's going to instinct is going to kick in, kick in. Something's going to say, hey, you know, something doesn't feel good here. Something's not right. So once again, when people show you who they are, believe them. And as I said before, I'm learning this as well in every situation of my life now because I have chosen to walk the spiritual walk as I'm sure. And I know you're there now or you're getting there or you want to be there as well. When you're choosing to um, just walk your spiritual walk, you're going to be tested with a lot of situations and things. And so um, one of the prayers that I think I said I, I told you I prayed several prayers but another prayer I also asked was for God to expose uh, the enemy that's masquerading as my friends and sure enough that situation came out Um, which is really deep because we have to understand what we're praying when we ask him for it but once just as sure as you pray certain prayers you better believe that if they don't come true immediately especially something like that it will come true be aware why it's happening because God wants to excel your growth he wants you to break free of the bondage from your mind if it's not from your mind it can be someone else's I also want to um, say something else (sighs) walk in the spiritual walk too I think I mentioned to you that from early on in life a lot of things occurred to me uh, that I was not able to control. I didn't understand. I didn't learn it in church. But eventually, you know, God had people around that kind of showed things to me. And one of the things that um, the enemy really tried to come at me in my life was, um, you know, he knew that I knew how to ward him off. I knew how to rebuke the enemy. And I knew how to say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I rebuke this. I rebuke that. And so I kind of felt that the enemy couldn't touch me in certain areas for jealousy is one of them for sure that I know. And I know that you, you come in contact with this spirit, unfortunately a lot, but you know, uh, just for the purpose of this conversation, um, one of the things that the enemy has blatantly told me in my, uh, dreams, if I can't get to you, I'm going to try to go through your husband. And then that's when the fight really has to break out. Right? Because the truth is, You've got to do something to ward that off. Once again, go back and say it in the supernatural. The supernatural fight with angels fighting on your behalf. You got to be intentionally about activating those. You got to be intentional about breaking out of the bondage. And I'm getting close to time ending. This is a conversation you could just talk about all day. I love it. But I want you to be free. And I'm going to end this with um, how important 
it is for you to start this to with your walk. So if you can repeat this with me today, I began to be what God says I am and begin to walk in it. In the name of Jesus, I am a person of authority, power, dominion, grace, and favor in Jesus name. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can run through a troop. I can leap over a wall. I can crush principalities and power under my feet. I can pursue, overtake, and break the necks of my enemies. Now this is supernaturally and spiritually that is. These are supernatural prayers you have to say to the enemy and the demons is trying to attack you. So you've got to believe it's in the supernatural. Those are things that you can do. Those That's the power that God gives us supernaturally and spiritually. So you've got to believe that. You've got to say it in Jesus' name. I just read to you uh, from a book, Prayer of Rain, by Dr. D.K. Olakoya. Uh, my references are from the Holy Bible and also the Complete Deliverance Manual with uh, Guy Moody. So uh, we are literally i have run over time but i think i got a little carried away in this session so you can find me on podcast.cardelia.com uh, look check out my youtube t- channel cardelia reed c-a-r-d-e-l-i-a-r-e-i-d is my last name and i'm gonna look for you also next time so you can also send me an email love at cardelia.com uh, there's so much just if you I, i'm convinced if you put in cardelia.com you're probably gonna come up with a lot And I think the last verse that I wanted to tell you that I was speaking to you from out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And let's see if I can get that for you really fast. And that's going to be Matthew 12, 34. Okay, so I'm going to look for you next time. Remember, if nothing else, that Jesus loves you. And so do I. Thank you for listening.